once again to Shotgun Saturday Night, the unofficial fan cast where we discuss, dissect, and gush over our favorite podcasts. As usual, you guys know the drill. This podcast does contain spoilers. This week, specifically for King Paul's AM episode 45, True Detectives. So if you haven't caught up on the show, go listen. Come on. It's been out for years. You should have listened by now. Anyway, let's get started. Um, what's going on? Current events. I have no idea when this will come out. I know sometime in January. So I don't know what any of the current events will be. Um, I'm pretty sure it'll be a shit show. Because why would anything change now? But I hope it gets better. Um, what else? What's going on in your guys' lives? I haven't heard from any of you in a while. Um, anything new and exciting? New jobs, new homes, new family members? Hit me up on Twitter and let me know. Let's chat. I don't know how many of you have been keeping up on my Twitter, but I have a new family member. Temporarily. Uh, my aunt had a stroke. She's fine. Um, just some slight weakness on her right side. And while she still can speak perfectly well, she does sometimes forget words. Um, so, you know, she describes things if she doesn't remember what it's called. She just describes it. We know what she's talking about. And we help her out. Um, but unfortunately, she can no longer take care of her dog. So if anybody wants a Chihuahua wiener dog mix, let me know. She's super sweet and super loving and wants to cuddle. Um, she's used to being an only child, though, so she doesn't get along with mine who is also used to being an only child. Um, and, yeah, when I say she loves to cuddle, this means she loves to sit right on top of you. She has no boundaries, no concept of personal space, uh, except when it comes to my dog, Gus. Then she's a bully. And at the moment, I cannot seem to find a rescue or a new home for her, so... Yeah, I really don't want to take her to the pound. Um, that's not an option, and neither is keeping her at the moment. So keep your fingers crossed I can find somebody to take her. Anyway, that's what's new with me. And I hope you all are doing better than I am at this point. So anyway, on with the show. March 15th, 2017. The show opens with Sammy telling everyone, you know, like, just calm down and... Um, ben and Agent Spears are arguing, and um, Ben wants to know how her search for Ernie Salcedo, or Ernie Salcedo, as we sometimes call him, is going, and mocks her about how cold the case is. She talks about what a good law enforcement agent she is. Ben's not going to apologize. I don't know what he said other than mocking her, but he's not apologizing for it. Spears says that um, now it appears they are in a Hispanic standoff. Sammy's like, yeah, that's not what it's called. And also, that's between three people, and I'm not in this. And then she also proceeds to tell Ben to grow up. And we all know Ben. He's a fully functioning adult, but sometimes gets a little childish. Sammy wants to get back to the original topic, whatever that was. Um, Spears wants to know if that was when Ben was calling her about 
his, about accessing Area 51 or if she knew anything about the downed weather balloon that is at Anderson Air Force Base. Sammy wants to go all the way back to, hey, how you doing, etc., and so on. So, you know, of course, being the smart-ass people that Agent Spears and Ben are, they start off with, hey, how you doing, etc., and so on. And then pick up right where they left off with their bickering. Um, Sammy's done. He doesn't want to waste any more airtime on these two. Agent Spears says she could beat the little boy pants off of Ben. He wants to know how many laws he'd be breaking if he hung up on her. They exchange more insults. And then Sammy tells him that's it. Uh, when we come back from commercial, you two are going to act like adults. Leading them into now teasing him about being a dad and hoping he doesn't send them to bed without dinner. Because, yeah, they all speak fluent snark and sarcasm. Not that I can blame them. I also speak fluent snark and sarcasm. It's a thing. Sammy apologizes to the listeners for the commotion and cuts to commercial. The commercial is Ben talking about his favorite ebook. King of King Falls by Mr. Howard Ford Beauregard III. He sings the praises of the book? Kinda? Take Chapter 2, Smokey and the Banshee, where HFB3 talks about a ghostly Trans Am that drives through town. Or Chapter 9, Beauregard's Big Find, where HFB3's great-great-grandfather, Jefferson Beauregard, settles King Falls and invents fire. In the same week. So if you'd like a good laugh while learning about the town's amazing history as told by HFB3, King of King Falls can be found wherever your favorite ebooks are sold. I still maintain somebody needs to sit down and write that book. Even if it's in fan fiction form on AO3. Somebody do it. Please. Pretty please with sugar on top and let me know when you did. I'll plug it. And maybe even read an excerpt for you. Or invite you on to read an excerpt from it. Just do it. Uh, let's see. Okay, we come back from commercial. Sammy is surprised that Ben is pitching HFB3's book. Ben and Agent Spears are still going at it, though, so Sammy can't really talk to him about it. Sammy tries to cut the call off and tells Ben to adult it up. Spears wants to know why Sammy's hanging up. On her, when Ben's the one who can't act like an adult, Ben calls her a robot in a cheap JCPenney's pantsuit, but she points out this is actually Ann Taylor, and she wishes she was a robot because they are just so cool, and she wants so badly to be cool for once. And Sammy's like, dude, you're cool as a cucumber. But, of course, that just confuses her because are cucumbers really cooler than any other vegetable? I don't know. Maybe because they're kept in the fridge, that's where we get that saying? I don't know. Somebody look it up and tell me the origin of that phrase. Or don't. I'm not your mom. I can't tell you what to do. Um, Sammy is still trying to end the call, even threatening another commercial break, while Spears is threatening to enhancely interrogate Ben after he insults her again and basically accuses him of being mad that she wouldn't take him to see the weather balloon. 
And he's like, yeah, it's not a weather balloon. And you started with the name calling. She doesn't care what it is. She considers them to be almost acquaintances because they have helped her out in the past. And, you know, but she's not their buddy cop and isn't going to risk her career by letting them go off and investigate on their own. You know, she likes the boys, but come on, let's keep it a little bit profesh here. Not that she's behaving very professionally herself. Let's, you know, not pretend that she is. Sammy chimes in, saying that, you know what, this is enough. Ben just wants proof that the UFO is where he says it is where they say it is. She says that she's not taking him to see the evidence. He reminds her that everyone knows it's not a weather balloon. I think I said that. And she lets slip that, yeah, it's also not at Anderson Air Force Base. Um, Spears says that the entire conversation could have been avoided if Ben would have just done his research and isn't he usually in the know about these kinds of things anyway? And while she can't tell him officially where it is, maybe he should put in another request for an interview with Mr. Leland Hill as an almost acquaintance gift because she's not on the clock, so she can tell him these things. Ben says he has an email template already and apologizes for being a jerk. Spears apologizes for lashing out. She hasn't been doing well lately in some aspects of her life. Sammy asks what's going on. She's obviously unhappy about something. And right now it's, you know, she's unhappy that Emily is back. And, she is back. and she's bummed that she didn't have anything to do with it. Ben says, um, you know, that he would have included her, but he didn't want to get her into any kind of trouble. She's like, yeah, it's not about that. She's back, great, but, you know, I didn't have anything to do with it, so, you know, who the frick cares? And she still hasn't found Rich McGuff's killer or Ernie Salcedo because apparently she still hasn't put together that they're the same person. And she's beginning to think that she isn't really cut out to be in law enforcement. And that hurts because all she wants to do is be a helper and to solve problems. And maybe she's just terrible at her chosen profession. Ben, you know, now starts to feel a little bit bad. And he tells her, you know, of course you're doing a good job. And, you know, but she's like, yeah, but it's not about the good you do. It's about the good you didn't do. And, you know, whatever. She's kind of down on herself. Sammy doesn't agree. He thinks she's a good person who puts good out into the world and that she's a very fine agent. You know, of course, her record says no. I'd like to get a hold of her record that says she's not a fine agent. Although I can see where she's coming from based on what we know of her from this and future episodes. Um, anyway, her record says no, she's not. Uh, but her heart says that she might, that Sammy might be right. Um... Ben chimes in and agrees that she is, in fact, a good person. Um, but she says that until she can check some of the things off of her FBI bucket list, she's not going to believe him. Um, don't know what her bucket list contains other than Ernie and Rich McGuff and, you know, that whole debacle. 
Sammy suggests that, you know, hey, why don't you join, you know, me and Ben down at Rosie's after we get off work. We'll have some breakfast. We'll hash it out. You know, just trying to make her feel included, make her feel a little bit better. Um, she says she'd love to, but actually she's met somebody and that somebody special in her life is now cooking her breakfast as they speak. And the boys are like, oh, wow, you know, that's great. You, you've met somebody, you know, we'll bring them down to Rosie's. We'd love to meet them. Um, she met him in King Falls, although he's not a native. Um, he's from upstate New York, I think is what she said. Um, she's like, you know, hey, honey, come, you know, talk to my friends on the phone. Because just a minute ago, they were almost acquaintances, but now they're her friends on the phone. Anyway, so he, she puts, you know, her, her guy friend on the phone to say hi. And we are greeted with a very familiar voice. Um, Ben excitedly exclaims, holy shit. And Sammy's like, um, Ernie? And, you know, of course the man on the other line is like, you must be mistaking me for somebody else. I don't know who this Ernie person is. Um, they ask, you know, like, hey, can we talk to Agent Spears again for just a second? And, no, she's she's indisposed or whatnot. Like, what? What the hell? You know, what the, and like, you know, what the breakfast he just made for her? Some bacon and eggs, a little bit of gabagool. And yes, I had to look up Gabagool because I just thought that was something made up. It's not. It's a real thing. I, okay, that's 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 real. Um, and I looked it up a long, long time ago. I think it's a sausage, but I can't really remember. Because I did not look it up for this episode. I looked it up a while back. So if I'm wrong, I apologize. Google that shit. Um, so yeah, anyway, she's indisposed or whatnot because she's eating breakfast. Sammy asks Ernie, like, hey, what's your end game? And he's like, dude, I'm not Ernie. My name is Antony. Antony Armani. And Ben's, you know, like, like the clothes? Like, you couldn't have come up with a better name than that? You're freaking Italian. And he's like, that's the name my poor mother, Sofita Petrillo, gave me before shipping me away from the old country. In Sicily, to be specific. And Sammy's like, that's a Golden Girl reference, isn't it? Yeah, she's one of the Golden Girls. She is. She's the feisty one. Um, and Antony warns Sammy not to talk about him like he's not there. In fact, he suggests they all make a pact to just not talk about him at all. Especially not in front of Reagan. Sammy's a bit confused, like, doesn't she know what's going on? And he's, uh, and... You know, Antony replies back with does not and will not. Capiche? Toodles and what have you. And then he hangs up and the boys are like, um, what the hell's going on over there? Um, should we tell Agent Spears who Antony really is? Um, how does she not know? Did she not get pictures and, you know, stuff like that? You know, who the suspects are? Um, ben decides, you know, maybe she's not completely wrong and maybe she's not really all that great at her job. I mean, you know, come on. And, you know, shouldn't they call the FBI or something? But eventually they decide, you know, we'll just let it play out. 
see how it goes. Uh, meanwhile, Ben is all up in arms about the UFO wreckage being at the Science Institute. And he's, you know, complaining about that when the hotline rings. It's Troy. Uh, he's kind of talking to Tim in the background, telling him, you know, to get away from the garage. Um, Tim's, or, sorry, Troy says, you know, he's fine, Loretta's fine, Tim's fine. Um, yes, Tim Jensen is there. Ben asks, you know, what's going on, you know, because the garage is on fire. Um, Troy tells him that the garage is on fire. Uh, that, but yes, again, everybody's fine. Ben's like, um, should you be on the phone with us? Shouldn't you be calling the cops? And Troy's like, I'm not a dumbass, Ben. I called them first. Um, he just wanted the boys to hear it from him before, you know, they heard about it from somebody else. Sammy asks for an explanation. He's like, okay, start at the beginning. What's going on? Why is Tim there? And is this Tim 1 or Tim 2? Ben's like, yeah, we're not going through that again. Um, Troy reminds the boys, you know, like, hey, remember when I told you Mary kicked him out of the house and he had to relocate somewhere? Well, that somewhere was Troy's garage. Um, Troy believes this is, in fact, the real Tim. So Troy was putting him up in his garage while things got straightened out between him and Tim and Mary. Uh, ben asks, like, well, did Tim burn down your garage? And you can hear Tim in the background just apologizing. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't mean to set it on fire. Uh, maybe it was the hot plate. I, I fell asleep. I've never lived on my own before. Uh, you know, he's just beside himself, feeling guilty about what happened. Um... And before Troy leaves to go console Loretta, who's crying because there's photo albums in the garage, which thankfully is detached from the house. Um, but now she's going to be really upset when she finds out that their engagement photos from the Country Bear Jamboree are gone. Which is too bad, because I would have liked to have seen those photos. Um, anyway, he hands the phone over to Tim, goes off to console Loretta. Tim talks about, you know, vaguely remembering them. Like, he, he knows he's called and talked to them before. Um, he talked to them on the air. He knows he's talked to them before. Um, he remembers talking to them on Sammy's first night when he called about the rainbow lights. He saw them on his way home from the mill. And maybe he's mistaken, but he thinks he also called another time. You know, things are kind of hazy but hearing Sammy's voice is kind of bringing it back to him. He knows he called again. He just, you know, he's having a hard time remembering when. He remembers a white room with colors on the outside. So I'm assuming that means he was in a white room looking through windows that had colors. Or at least that's the way I picture it in my head. Um, and Sammy's like, you yeah, remember when we got that other call, you know, after Tim was abducted? And, and Ben's like, oh, yeah, kind of do remember that. Um, Tim continues. He remembers that he could hear the boys just fine, but he wasn't sure if they could hear him. Um, he just remembers being scared. He doesn't remember anything else from the call, but he does remember the rainbow lights and then there was a super bright light that was almost blinding. And then he went to sleep for a little while. Um, he woke up and remembers seeing himself 
or, you know, his other self. Um, and then he kept hearing, you know, we're here, King Falls, over and over again. And then he woke up in a field, and uh, he remembers the call, but he doesn't, it doesn't seem real. It feels like he went to work just yesterday, but he knows that's not the case because he went to work clean-shaven, but when he woke up, he had a beard and long hair, looking kind of like the Beatles after the drugs. Um, but it feels like he's been through more in the past, you know, month or so than in the past two years without marrying the kids and with that thing uh, living in the house pretending to be him. He's angry and confused and he's terrified and we all get it because who among us wouldn't be? And now, you know, Mary doesn't believe him because, you know, And now, because Mary doesn't believe him, you know, when he says he is who he is, he's been living in Troy's garage, and now he's burned it down. Um, he talks about how Mary's been living a lie the past year, and who knows what was going on before that. Ben reminds Tim that, you know, Mary's tough, and she kept it together, you know, when he was gone. Um, and you know, before who or whatever this was that came back and took his place. Um, but Ben does believe that he's speaking to the real Tim. And Sammy, you know, chimes in, you know, he also believes he's speaking to the real Tim. And, of course, we know Troy um, believes that. So that makes four people in King Falls that believe he's the real one. Uh, but Tim is just... He's lost, and he doesn't know, you know, if he's ever going to be found again. Um, Mary doesn't want to see him. He can't see the kids. Um, he just set the only place he had to stay on fire. He's scared. Uh, you know, he talks about he doesn't know what to do. And Sammy's like, you know what, we'll, we'll talk to Mary for you. When this is over, you know, when our shift ends, we'll, we'll call Mary. We'll talk to her. Um, Tim, of course, appreciates this, you know, anything that they can do, you know, and he also appreciates everything that they did before, you know, Troy filled him in on everything that they had done when he was gone or, you know, you know, before the fake Tim um, came back and even, you know, the things that he's done to help out um, since fake Tim has been back. Um, he doesn't know, you know, how he can repay them. Sammy's like, dude, you don't owe us anything. You know, we're just so glad you're actually back. And Ben's like, you know what? Actually, there is something you can do for us. And Tim's like, well, I, I don't have a job yet. I don't know what I can do. It's like, no, no, no. It's, it's not money. It's not thank yous. Um, you can get things, you can go back home and you can get things worked out with Mary and go back to normal. And that's all the thanks we need. And, you know, we'll help you out any way we can. We'll start by calling Mary. Um, but, you know, of course, we can't make any promises because, <laughs> let's face it, we all know how Mary is. And Tim's, like, stubborn. And Ben's like, yeah, you know, okay, yeah, that, that works. Um, that, that's one way of putting it. Uh, but Tim's like, yeah, that's, you know, one of the reasons that he fell in love with her in the first place. Um, 
she used to follow him around high school for like a year, telling him, you know, you're going to love me. And Sammy, you know, being snarky as ever, is like, yeah, she sounds kind of like a stalker. Like, okay, I agree with you, Sammy, but time and place. Come on. This is neither the time nor the place to bring up that this man's wife may or may not have been stalking him in high school. I'm just saying. Um, but anyway, Tim thinks it was sweet. And, you know, she's right. He loves her more than anything in this world or, in fact, in this galaxy. And now she can't even stand to look at him. Uh, Sammy and Ben agree that, you know what, it's not you, it's the situation. Um, they ask if he has any ideas about, you know, this other Tim and who or what he could be. And, of course, you know, our Tim, he doesn't. He's, he doesn't have any clue. Um, but he does know that who or whatever this is is not good. Um, and he knows that it's still out there, and that scares him. And Ben's like, you know, don't worry. We'll get to the bottom of this. Uh, Troy calls Tim back over because the authorities need to talk to him. So Ben's like, hey, don't worry about it. We're on the case, and they end the call. Sammy's like, um, what do you mean we're on the case? Like, what, what else can we do besides calling Mary? Ben's like, you need to think outside the box. Because, you know, by helping Tim, they're also helping Emily. So, you know, Ben has a little bit of, you know, selfish motivation there. But there's nothing wrong with that. Um, anyway, they can, you know, they talk to Mary... Um, they can, you know, Tim's not working, so he's got any places to stay. He doesn't have any money, so they can do some fundraisers. They can go break into the Science Institute and look for clues inside the UFO. Sammy says, what? And he's like, no, I'm just kidding about that last part. Mostly. And, um, that's where this show ends. Um, it's a fairly short episode. It was a little less than a half an hour, probably about 26 minutes or so. Um... Gearing up for some longer episodes coming up, though. But yeah, that is uh, this episode. And, you know, you can't help but feel bad for Tim. He is lost. He doesn't know what's going on. There's an imposter who's been living in his home. Um, he's been on a UFO for two years. So he's slept away two years of his life. Misses the kids. Misses Mary. Uh, doesn't have a job anymore. Burndown is only place to stay. I think we covered that. So, you know, yeah, it's it's pretty bad for poor Tim. But anyway, we'll see how things unfold for Tim on the next episode in a couple weeks. Uh, don't have any listener questions, but I have been out for a while. Um... Let's see, plugs. Um, have you guys heard of Station 151? Um, it was recommended by our good friends over at 90 Degrees South. They only have a few episodes out, uh, two or three episodes. I, th I think two episodes. So it'll be super easy to catch up, see what's going on. Uh, Bridgewater is back for season two. Um, oh, and speaking of 90 Degrees... By the time this comes out, they will also be um, airing season two. 
So I was going to do a super quick recap, but I don't know that I'll have the time before it comes out. Um, but if I know anything about that group of crazy people over there making that podcast, they'll do their own recap anyway. Um, and if you guys are anything like me, and you are at least a little bit because we all love King Falls, then you'll probably do a re-listen to it anyway, just to make sure you didn't miss anything. Let's see, what else? Um, there's some new fan fiction over on AO3, or maybe it's not new and I just haven't noticed it, I don't know. Um, I haven't read all of it yet, all of them yet, but I thought I'm picking one or two tonight. If you guys have any recommendations for fanfics, let me know. I'll be happy to read them. Um, anyway, I think that's about it. I don't really have anything. Um, so, yeah, if you guys have any recommendations for podcasts or anything to read or, heck, new TV shows, you know, let me know. Um, I'm always looking for something new and interesting to get involved in. Anyway. This has been Shotgun Saturday Nights. It is recorded and edited by myself, Dana. Um, our opening theme is Get Ready by Fezline Studios. And our closing music is A Slumber of the Blackwoods by As Above, So Below. Follow us on Twitter at ShotgunSammy71, Shotgun Saturday Nights on Facebook, or you can email me questions, comments, and concerns at ShotgunSaturdayNights.com. ShotgunSaturdayNights at gmail.com. Jeez, you'd think I'd know my own email address. Um, anyway, don't forget to like, share, and review, and I will be talking to you all in a couple of weeks. And enjoy what's left of your holidays, because I know the holidays are not over yet. And love you, and talk to you later. Bye-bye.